Welcome back to another Thinking Cap Spotlight. And this is actually spotlight number two with Mike Ribeiro and our own CMO, Richard Jones. And in this one, Mike Ribeiro, the loyalty legend, asks why most loyalty programs are, well, broken. Yeah. And why should we listen to Mike, CEO of Reach? Well, let's ask him. Take a listen. So, Mike, we're here today to talk about loyalty. Why should marketers listen to what you have to say? Me? <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, I, I have a lot of experience in loyalty. I started my career at Procter & Gamble, and, and after that, in spending time in Procter & Gamble marketing, where everything's very disciplined and, and, and analytical, I went to work in the airlines, and I was fortunate enough to be uh, lead one of the teams that, that was putting together, at the time, the Eastern Airlines and Continental Airlines uh, loyalty programs, which resulted in OnePass. OnePass was a revolutionary program. It was the first program to introduce things like, like mileage saver rewards and miles for purchase and things like that. It was the first loyalty program that actually had an affinity card, a branded card with right. Marine Midland Bank, which may not no longer be in business. Well, but how long ago was that? That was in the late 80s, believe it or not. Right. Then I joined Hilton, and Hilton didn't have a program when I joined. And I, so I thought, hey, I just built a program at, at, at Eastern Continental uh, that was pretty successful. I'll just go do that at Hilton. And then I got there and realized they didn't own all their hotels like the airlines owned all their airplanes. So we had to create a new model. And since then, I've done a lot of work. I've worked on the Starwood Preferred Guest Program, which is now part of Marriott Bonvoy. I worked on things in the insurance industry like accident forgiveness and, uh, and vanishing deductible, which in their very own rights are loyalty programs. Because the definition of a loyalty program is the combination of re reward and recognition that creates an opportunity cost for non-exclusive use of a brand. So credibility, <laughs> granted. So thank you for giving the backstories. All right, Rich. Well, look, Mike is very outspoken as far as loyalty programs, you know, yeah. not evolving and, and not to uh, keep up with the time. So what did he actually tell us? Well, he believes that we need to move to a more personal approach to marketing where brands and consumers form closer, direct relationships. And he sees modern approaches to loyalty as that conduit. But that's a far cry from the rewards programs that most brands have today. Let's listen. So one of the things that we saw uh, in this year's uh, Consumer uh, Digital Trends uh, re report was that 79% of consumers, when asked, said that they'd prefer it if brands dialed back advertising to them on platforms like Facebook and instead invested in loyalty programs to actually bring them closer to the, to the brand. Do you think we are moving from perhaps a more impersonal form of marketing that was driven by very sophisticated ad tech and third-party data to the need to drive more of a personal frame of connection to consumers. Absolutely. And it's not just a question of the relationship. It's a question of profitability now. Also, potential of losing the customer. What's happened is because of the distance that's been created between customer and brand, it's opened the door for what I call disintermediators, platforms that are inserting themselves in between the relationship and either channeling all the business through them or literally taking the customer from the brand. Let me give you a couple of examples. You look at the popularity of, of platforms, the, the affiliate platforms like Rakuten and Retail Me Not. It started as a differentiator, but now every retailer is on that platform. And not only are, is it costing brands margin, but guess who gets credit for the discount? Not the brands, Rakuten does. Right. Um, 
You look the same thing in the travel industry with online travel agents. Hotels.com now has their own loyalty program and they want the relationship and they want to take it away from, from their own hotel clients. And now even with COVID, um, the emergence of platforms like Instacart and Postmates, which are great platforms, but once you, the, the relationships established, the supermarket is no longer getting the data because Instacart's getting the data. So it, it comes at a cost. And I think brands, if nothing will be called to action by virtue of the fact that they wanna reclaim their customers back. And the only way to do that is to give them a reason to re-engage and, uh, and do so directly. You know, one of the things that, that I hear quite a lot from, uh, you know, CMOs, in fact, I, I shot a CMO roundtable this morning. Some of the CMOs on that, on that roundtable were, you know, lamenting that they didn't have that storefront, that, that relationship with the consumer, because they were a traditional brand that was separated, at least commercially uh, and transactionally from the consumer. Surely loyalty programs are the way that, that brands can step over that divide and get that connection. I believe they are, uh, but they don't have to be a traditional loyalty program that creates blowback from, from the retailer that provides the bulk of that brand's distribution. As we talked about earlier, uh, there's the, the concept of, I think we're moving away from this idea that everybody has to compete head to head to more of an era of cooperation. And you're starting to see it in retail with um, Sephora uh, opening stores in, in Kohl's and Ulta Beauty opening stores at Target. Uh, you're already seeing it in supermarkets. And as a matter of fact, supermarkets may become the next mini mall. And it makes sense because people go to the grocery store every, every week, at least they did before COVID. And so I think you're starting to see an era of cooperation where these brands can work with their distribution, with the retailer, to have some contact with their customer, direct contact with their customer without upending the distribution channel and undercutting in any way the relationship that they have with, with the grocer and, and that gro grocer's customers. So I know CEO of, of, of Reach, I'd love to understand a little bit about how your philosophy and your, your ideas around the way that loyalty programs need to change and their importance to kind of reinvent this connection between brand and consumer. How's that philosophy played into what you're doing with, with, with Reach? It started with a, with a simple question we asked ourselves. And that is, if I was designing a loyalty program today, would I build it the way most are built or would I build it completely differently? And the answer was I'd build it completely differently. And it's based on one simple question. Why build a platform and a strategy around simply encouraging and rewarding purchases when there's so much more a consumer can do today that can add value to my brand? That's kind of what led to the genesis of reach. The other thing was, when you think about loyalty uh, and you think about the construct of existing programs, we're not really rewarding loyalty, we're rewarding purchase. It could be that what I believe to be my best customer who's giving me a ton of business is giving more business to my competitor. They're just a big customer. And so not really understanding things like share of wallet, which is a true measure of loyalty, is something I think that, that brands need to understand so they can reward the true champions of the brand, the, the true believers. So one of the things that we've been very clear on at, at Cheetah Digital with our strategy around loyalty is we needed to have a platform that wasn't just points for purchase and that was a proper software as a service platform that would allow brands to deliver more experiential connections with consumers. So it doesn't have to just be about transactions. Um, why do you think that's important? I've always said that loyalty programs are flawed in that they're not always rewarding incremental transactions. As a matter of fact, do you think the average company spends between two and 4% of gross revenue on a loyalty program and somewhere between two thirds and three quarters of the transactions they're getting, they would have gotten anyway. 
It's the 20%, the 25% they might be getting that's truly incremental. That's a big cost to pay for that single-mindedness. I think by expanding the platform to provide other ways that our customer can add value and, and to become more engaged, you're going to get those incremental transactions. You're going to get a greater share of their wallet, and you're not going to do it through a simple and, and singular monolithic uh, purchase-based strategy. So Mike, you've been around the block. You've seen all sorts of different technology programs delivering loyalty. Tell me, if, if you were speaking to a prospect out there, why would you recommend them looking at Cheetah's customer engagement suite? For a couple of reasons. One, it works. Two, it's flexible. Three, very little risk. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people try to piece together their customer engagement strategy with different technologies, only to find that, that it's a, a, a complete cluster. Cheetah gives you that 360 degree solution that most brands are looking for in a way that you know is gonna work and is gonna work, maybe not overnight, but you're gonna be in business a whole lot faster than you could ever hope to be with a, with a compendium of, of technologies or solutions. So Mike, thank you very much uh, for doing the interview today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for your business and wish you all the best of luck with Reed. Thanks for having me and thanks for being a great partner. All right, well, there you go. Another great Thinking Cap Spotlight. Uh, we have the full interview. You can scan this QR code right now. You can see the entire interview with Mike Ribeiro. We have other assets with Mike in library at uh, cheetahdigital.com under resources. Go check out the Signals Hub. Rich? Yeah, I definitely check out the full interview with Mike because there's plenty of stuff that we haven't been able to get into yeah. uh, in these two spotlights, including how do loyalty programs need to change to really connect with millennials was also a fascinating topic that we discussed. So go check it out. Okay. See you on the next Thinky Cap Spotlight.